with that, let us now turn to our second reading for this morning from the book of John, the 15th chapter. And if you'd like to follow along, it's printed in the middle of your bulletin in the pew. In preparation to hear these words, let us turn our hearts in prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the lives that have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and our minds that we might hear a word from you this day. Amen. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Abba, the Spirit of truth who comes from God, who will testify on my behalf, you also are to testify, because you have been, give, been with me from the beginning. But I have said these things to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to the one who sent me. Yet none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send the Spirit to you. And when the Spirit comes, she will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to God and you will see me no longer about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, she will guide you into all the truth, for she will not speak on her own, but will speak whatever she hears, and she will declare to you the things that are to come. The Spirit will glorify me because she will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that God has is mine. For this reason, I said the Spirit will take what is mine and declare it to you. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In our first reading that we heard in many languages, it states that those in Jerusalem said, how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Those in Jerusalem, Jerusalem that day asked this question as we might in our day ask the same question. When have you been in a foreign country or maybe a foreign restaurant, maybe in the Mission or Chinatown or J-Town, and all around you, the language that you're hearing isn't one you know or one that you're familiar with nor understand. What happens when we hear maybe a word that is in our language 
across the room. It's like our ears perk up and all of a sudden we feel like we can hear the conversation or zone in across the crowded room and hear what's going on, or at least we want to because it's comfortable, it's familiar. I wonder if this is what was going on in Jerusalem that first Pentecost so many centuries ago. And that morning, something unheard of happened. The spirit descended like a strong driving wind, and it appeared to rest, literally fastening itself, literally, like tongues of fire upon the disciples that day. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit that enabled them to speak in other languages other than their own. On that morning, the promise that we heard from Jesus in our second lesson came true. When the spirit of truth comes, she will guide you into all the truth. But what is all the truth? Just hearing in our own language? I don't think so. Hearing in our own language, I believe, is more than simply hearing in English or French or Welsh. Greek or Korean. What is, what is our own language, the human language? What is it really? I believe it is the language of the heart, which is the language of love. As Michael Curry, the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church in America, said in his sermon to all those gathered yesterday at Windsor Castle for the marriage of Meghan Markle and Prince Henry, love is not selfish. Love is not self-centered. It changes lives. It changes the world. Think and imagine, he said. Think and imagine a world where love is the way. Imagine our homes and families when love is the way. Imagine our neighborhoods and communities where love is the way. Imagine governments and nations where love is the way. Imagine business and commerce when love is the way. Imagine this tired old world when love is the way. This is the message of Pentecost. This is what Pentecost and the Spirit longs for to, us to get and what the Spirit longs to teach us. Curry continued by saying, when love is the way, poverty becomes history. When love is the way, the earth becomes a sanctuary. When love is the way, we lay down our swords and our shields and we study war no more. When love is the way, there is plenty of room, plenty of room for all of God's children. Because when love is the way, we actually treat each other well. Like we are actually family. When love is the way, we know that God is the source of us all. And this is the truth that Jesus spoke about. When love is the way, walls are torn down, not erected. 
when love is the way we're able to heal. The way that love becomes the way is when we listen. When we listen with the ears of our hearts, as is recorded in Proverbs 3. For you see, our native human language, this language of the heart, allows us to listen. That's the character of the heart, is to listen. For listening opens us to love. Listening opens us to difference. Listening opens us to God even when we may not understand it or hear him. And this, my friends, is the way of love. Let us now listen first to our choir and then in silence to the voice of the Spirit. For this is the invitation of Pentecost.